We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, Chargers fans, welcome to the second Patreon Q&A, the episode where we take your questions and do our best to answer them. If you'd like to be a part of the Patreon in general, feel free to find the podcast on Twitter at GAC Podcast and click the link in the description. If you want to submit a question, make sure you join that $3 tier or higher. All tiers are eligible for giveaways, and the next one will be when free agency hits in a few weeks and possibly one sooner if the podcast account uh, gets over a thousand followers. So let's get right into it. Our first question is from Bolt Lounge, who writes, "How likely are the Chargers to trade back in the first? If they do, who would you think they trade with, and who are you taking at the new position? Uh, if they're going to move up, if I had to guess, if these guys are maybe thinking about taking a quarterback, it's in front of the Patriots and Saints. So they'd have to take the Bills pick at twenty-two, and they'd have to give up their third-round pick, number seventy-one in the draft. It's worth." 235 points and additionally they'd have to give up a six round pick which is 17 points to get the difference in value whatever the trade stupid chart says so uh what do you guys think are they moving up and if they moved up for what yeah so if you're moving back into the first round you're trying that means you're trying to grab a quarterback um you know there's not really another situation where teams move up back into the first round so, like you said, it's the Bills pick. I could also see the Eagles moving back. Um, you know, on the off chance that the Patriots and the Saints don't want a quarterback, I could see them trying to move back as well. And then you have a team like the Seahawks that is kind of short on picks, and the Titans have an expensive year coming up. So, I could see them kind of moving back as well. Um, it's just a matter of which teams you think are passing on a quarterback and which wouldn't. 
um, which will kind of be sorted out by free agency. But you know, I can't imagine them just moving back into the first round to draft a tackle. Like if they move back into the first round, it's going to be for a quarterback. I kind of think the opposite. I think if you're going to draft back up into the first round or if you're going to trade back up into the first round, rather, um, I'm kind of assuming they've already got their quarterback at six at this point because, you know, franchise quarterback is such a valuable position. Um, so unless they really believe in a, in a from or a Hertz, um, I wouldn't take Hertz if I was trading back up into the first round. Um, I think that's a little too rich for me, but in if they take a quarterback at six, I can see them saying, well, if there's a run at offensive tackles, especially let's go protect this new rookie quarterback's blind side or say Denzel Mims is sitting there at pick 31, 32, and they want to go get a, a good speedster receiver. I could see them moving up to take Denzel Mims, who I'm sure we'll talk about throughout this week in, in plenty. Yeah. That's the other thing is it depends also on how the team views each player, obviously. Um, but yeah, trading back into the first round for a guy like Eason or Hertz, that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense for me. I would just rather wait until pick 37 and see which of the the group is left. Cool. All right, let's go to the next question, which I feel like will be a very uh, easy answer. Alex says, yay or nay, Isaiah Simmons with the sixth pick. I, mean, I guess it depends who's there. Um, if he were there, I would say yay if they took him. But um, I'm sure one of you guys wants a Jordan Love perhaps man i'm gonna i'm gonna even if chase young is on board <laughs> i'm i'm still tempted to take isaiah simmons like <laughs> good lord i did not and he did it at 238 pounds as a thing if for those that don't know isaiah simmons out of clemson um he's listed at a li- as a linebacker at the combine he played safety well he played everything at clemson um but the the craziest thing about this is at 238 pounds so 18 pounds over his playing weight he ran a 4.39. So you got to think he sheds off those 18 pounds. What is he running? Like a 4.32? What, what, what's <laughs> he doing insane. on that 40? That's just insanity. And so, I mean, you there's no way you can talk me out of Isaiah Simmons being a bad pick at number six, even if, even as the number one pick. Like, I, would, I wouldn't be mad at all and I would be ecstatic no matter who's on the board if Isaiah Simmons was the pick at six you guys know I want I want love at six obviously but um man you you wouldn't see me pouting that's a that's insane that four four three nine and his tape backs it up that's that's ridiculous yeah I tweeted out like I just do not envy Tom Telesco one bit to be in this situation because if Simmons is there you know, that liking means that there's an offensive tackle there too. Obviously, Justin Herbert would be there. So that's just a really tough decision. Do you take the franchise quarterback? Do you take a really high ceiling offensive tackle, which you desperately need? Or do you take another Derwin James clone and just terrorize def- offenses for the next 10 years? Like, that's such a tough decision. Um, I think Simmons is probably the best of the group. I think he's the best talent, and I think that would be the best value. So, yes, but again, like that's that's a really tough decision for me to say, and because the Chargers do have other needs, they don't need Isaiah Simmons, but he's the best player of that group. I mean, the best way to put it is outside of Jeffrey Okuda, I think Isaiah Simmons is the best defensive player in this draft, like hands down. Like it's those two, and then there's a big gap. 
Um, Chase not, Young? Well, obviously, um, Chase Young. So yeah, I think Doug Brown is up there as well. I, Yeah. Yeah, but like you're talking about like Derek Brown, he's not like a generational talent. He's not gonna break any. He's not gonna break a defense the second he steps in. He's not gonna terrorize. I mean, he is gonna terrorize offenses, but he's not gonna be this generational talent. I feel like he's not gonna be your your Aaron Donald. Whereas I feel like guys like Jeffrey Okuda, Chase Young, and Isaiah Simmons, they step into the NFL and they're known as creating like they're creating a name for themselves the second they step onto the field. They're they're almost revolutionizing the position you put you get isaiah simmons and you put him at linebacker you're talking about maybe the fastest linebacker ever in history uh you put okuda out there and you're talking about maybe the smoothest man-to-man corner ever and you get chase young and you're talking about maybe one of the fastest edge rushers most athletic edge rushers in the last 10 years so in that sense like you can't really it's hard to pass that up it's really hard yeah no I agree I mean like you said I don't envy Telesco's position at all that he would have to take a quarterback after Philip Rivers you know for so many years and pass on what is seems to be almost guaranteed some all pros on defense so that is tough that's tough next question from I didn't make this up it's from Sucktails in each of your dream <laughs> off-season scenarios, explain what wow. players or what positions the Chargers sign, tag, or re-sign. And given those answers, how would your dream draft go? Great show, guys. Keep it up. Thoughts, anybody? Can well, you repeat the first part? I was listening to Suck Tales. Yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> a, I don't know, off-brand DuckTales. Anyway, in each of your dream off-season scenarios... Explain what players or positions Chargers sign, tag, or re-sign. And given those answers, how would your dream draft go? Great show, guys. Keep it up. Yeah, so my my dream my dream free agent signing would be Jack Conklin out of Tennessee. Um, I just don't think it's going to happen. I can't imagine him leaving the Titans. I think the Titans are going to hold on to him. And if they don't, they would be foolish. But, you know, if we're talking dream scenarios, that's number one on my list. Yeah, it's either him or Brian Bulaga. Mm-hmm. I'm in between those two as the guys um, that they step onto the team and immediately improve what might have been the worst, eh, close to the worst position group last year. Look, I'm happy with anything that happens that isn't signing Tom Brady. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, yeah, same. That's, that's kind of my dream scenario. That, that is That is the dream too, but... You know, if we're really sitting back and looking at the Chargers and which offensive linemen we've seen that have been really great the last few years, like is Jeremy Clary the best right tackle we've had in the in recent memory? Like that's pretty. Oh my god, that's pretty sad. And so signing a guy like Jack Conklin or Brian Balaga, be amazing. You know, that would be a dream. Mm-hmm. Barksdale's um, first year, wasn't yeah, bad. yeah, when he got was, was yeah. like one year deal or whatever, it's pretty good. Yeah, Fluker's. I think Fluker's first year as a rookie. I think his rookie year was okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, it's been it's been rough. Other than the offensive lineman, I think you bring back Adrian Phillips. I think that's really an, an underrated talking point that not a lot of people are are bringing up. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love what Adrian Phillips brings to this defense, and I think he is a necessary uh, re-sign. And I think Austin Eckler is that in that same boat. So I think definitely you have to keep those two guys. Um, Hunter Henry, you know, we said we talked on the tight end episode. I think you have to franchise tag Hunter Henry and make him prove that he can play 15, 16 games and be healthy. 
Um, watch them, watch them come out. This is, that has nothing much to do with the question, but just a little thought. Watch them come out of nowhere and just franchise tag Rivers. <laughs> like they, they, they go and sign two really good linemen, and then just franchise tag Rivers out of nowhere. They're just like, oh, we um, changed our mind. Yeah. Yeah, we mutually parted ways until we decided not to. So we're Wouldn't that be something if after the um, draft they couldn't find their quarterback and they're like, well, we have Okuda, we got a right tackle. Let's just bring that Rivers guy back. Yeah, they couldn't franchise tag him at that sure. point, I don't think. I don't think. But uh, um, that would be that would be pretty funny to just out of nowhere do that. Everybody's kind of come to peace and moved on. But anyway, that's beside the point. I think, uh, yeah, you, you tag Henry mm-hmm. and – I because uh, God forbid they tag Melvin Gordon. That would be the, the worst thing ever. Um, so you got to tag Henry. And in terms of who to re-sign, I think I'm in the minority here. I think I let Adrian Phillips go to give Nasir a, a defined role going into next year. It's a very important year for him going into his second year. And I think you got to give him that role next year. You got to give him something to kind of to strive for, give him a goal to attain, something to work for, something give him something that he knows he will be it'll be his position 100% and it gives him time to get comfortable. And I, I think that could be important, but then you also have the possibility of switching Nas to to corner. I don't know, there's a there's a lot of things to 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 think about going into that. And um then you got Rayshon Jenkins, who you also need to get on the field. And say they do draft Isaiah Simmons, then you got just there's a lot, of, <laughs> there's a lot to think about when resigning Adrian Phillips. I know it's kind of like it feels like a given. I would like to resign him because he, you could tell when he's on the field, the Chargers are a better team. Such a smart player. He's such a smart player. Um, and I think a necessity here. I I would like to get Hunter Henry's extension done. I. I if you could avoid franchise tagging him, I mean, I would like to franchise tag him just because you don't know if he's going to be healthy going into next year. But um, yeah, I think that's 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 the ideal scenario that Stephen laid out: is tag tag Henry and resign Adrian Phillips. What about quarterback? You know, uh, I'm avoiding signing a quarterback at all costs. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's not. That's a so if, um, his question oh, yeah. asked about the draft. That's why I'm asking. So after free agency. You turn to the draft, then what's your dream? I mean, I can guess. I know your answers. <laughs> My dream is to somehow trade back and get Simmons, Love, and Akuda. <laughs> That's my dream. My realistic, my realistic thoughts of like my dream. But uh, I realistically, I know I keep preaching Love at six. But if I'm running the front office for the Chargers, I trade back. I, I, that's my dream. It doesn't matter who they get. I would like to see them trade back, get out of the sixth spot, get us some extra picks in the mid rounds. And so let, because there's so much depth, so many start, so many starting tier guys. Like you, you can think like if you trade back into the first round, get some picks later, you know, you can, you can get your offensive tackle in the first round. You can get Jalen Hurts in the middle rounds. You can get, you know, Cleek Hudson. You can get um, maybe Denzel Mims in the second. Like, there's a, I, I doubt Denzel Mims after that combine falls to the 37th spot. But I mean, I think trading back is my dream scenario for the draft. 
Yeah, my, my I just want some elite talent. Like I'm fine with trading back, but I want to make sure that I grab, you know, a Beckton, a Wills, a Wirfs, a Simmons. I want to grab one elite piece in this draft, and you know that is kind of why I'm kind of out on Justin Herbert or Jordan Love at six. I, I understand the need there, uh, at fr- and you know being able to have a franchise quarterback, but I want one elite talent coming out of this draft and. Um, if we can trade back and, or if the Chargers can trade back and get in, then that's great. If not, you know, I want to draft Wills or Wirfs at, at six. That's my, that's my, my dream. All right. The next question is from Trevor who asks to play off the previous question. Who do you guys think is the most realistic signing in free agency? And who is a sleeper signing? Jason kind of already brought him up. Realistic. I think, I think what's up. Okay. No, Jason brought him up a little bit earlier. I think that's Bulaga. I, I, I'm not really sure why, and I mentioned this on Twitter earlier, I'm not really sure why I don't hear a lot of him to the Chargers. Um, it's a need. The connection is there with Campen. You know, the Chargers don't mind giving money to a vet. I think he'll be 31 when the season starts. Spot Rock has him at, I think, like three years, 30 million. So, I mean, he's kind of older, but I think they do it. And I think the connection is there. And, you know, if they don't get a guy like Conklin, and we don't think he's going to be available i can't imagine the titans not retaining him then a guy like balaga not bad i'd hate to break everybody's heart (laughs) but um conklin and bulaga are not going to be available Uh, i doubt it the only reason i see bulaga being available is if he decides i want to go with james campen to the chargers if if that's something that happens then sure or if he decides he wants to go somewhere else in general i think they're going to extend him or maybe even franchise tag Mm -hmm. him I don't, I don't see any of these offensive tackles going. And I know everybody mm-hmm. wants to. Oh, this for, this tackle or this guard or this this center is they're all the, they're all going to be available. This free agent, one of them is going to be available, and everybody yeah. is going to bid for them. And their price tag is going to be through the roof because you got to think Conklin's probably going to stay in Tennessee. Bulaga is then the the most sought after offensive tackle on the market. You got to give him way more than three years, thirty million. He's he's gonna his price tag is gonna go way up to like the fifteen millions. Um, that's that's just my prediction on it. Yeah, if we're looking at the top three tackles in the hypothetical free agent class, you know, there's Costanzo, Balaga, and Conklin. Costanzo's saying with the Colts, he's already yeah. said as much, or he's retiring. Yeah, I was, that's what I was gonna say. Is that you know none of those three are guaranteed to be available, and same with the guards. You know, there's Thuni, and then there's Scherf, and. I don't think that any of those are either of those are going to be available either. Um, I would take Thuni. Like I think he would be a great addition. Scherf is uh, he's missed so many games mm-hmm. that I'm kind of out on that, and I don't think he really fits what the Chargers want to do with you know the, that the athletic athleticism and quickness that they want out of their interior offensive line. So I don't think Scherf is really fits what they want. Now, if you want to talk about a guy like Halapudi Vitae from the Eagles, like that's a realistic signing situation for me. And, and I would do that. I think that'd be an upgrade over Sam Tevy. Um, but like, if we're talking a realistic offensive line, free agent signing, it's going to be like a mid mid level free agent. It's not going to be an expensive right tackle, like Balaga Conklin or left tackle and Costanza. Like that's just not happening. Um, so goes patient. He, he doesn't go and sign the top guy. You yeah. Know, he waits for the Mike Pouncey. He waits for the Russell Okung. He's very patient. He waits for the Casey Hayward. Um, he, he knows when the guy he wants is going to be available and he takes his time. Yeah. And to that point, like you, we can talk about the corner situation too. Like Byron Jones is not happening and it shouldn't happen no. either. No, that's off the board. 
Um, and then there's that corner Bradbury from Carolina. I think systematically he would fit, but it came out the over the weekend that he's looking for $15 million. So Ooh, not happening year, either. By the way. <laughs> yeah, $15 million a year. Yeah, so that is not happening either. So, you know, we've talked a bit about the kind of extensions that this team has coming up with Bosa and Derwin and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and, you know, this season with Austin Eckler and Hunter Henry. This is not the time to be signing expensive free agents. Like, you want to have your home to- your homegrown talent around. And if you're signing a guy like Conklin or Bulaga or Byron Jones, like, you, you won't be able to do that. So it's going to be some mid-level free agents, and I know that's not what everyone wants to hear, but that's the reality. That's what we're used to, and that's really what is the smart decision to make. And at that point, it's hard to predict on who it's going to be. It's going to be some sleeper guy that you probably didn't think of. It's like going to be a Bashad Breland or something like that. It's not going to be, it's not going to be some guy that you're you're reading about every single day. It's it's going to be a surprise, and um, you'll like it. It's probably going to be the answer. You'll probably like the sign. Yeah, I mean, who had who had Tyrod Taylor to the Chargers last year? Now it's like, well, maybe we could start with him. I mean, it's amazing what what Telesco just pulls out of nowhere and surprises us with. Um, how about any some uh, sleeper guys? Or are, are the guys the Chargers are going to sign already sleepers? Like, they're just... They're already <laughs> sleepers. Um, I could see the Chargers taking a, a, sh- a shot on Jermaine Ifedi from the Seahawks, too. Like, that's kind of low-key. He's not he's not great, but I think he's better than Sam Tevy. So I could see him kind of taking a swing on him. He's only been in the league for four years. Um, then you have some deep receivers, maybe a guy like Tajay Sharp or... Um, you know, I think receiver is probably somewhere where, you, where I could see them signing a cheap veteran free agent for sure. Yeah, and, and I think it was Lynn and Telesco. They talked about wanting more linebacker depth. Is there a linebacker out there that would be good for some depth? I can't really think any of the top of my head. No, I'm, I can think of one, and his name is Blake Martinez. And <laughs> Hard <laughs> pass that, there. Yeah. No, no, no. Saw that firsthand. I'm not okay. Not okay with that, especially for how much he's asking for. It would be such a Chargers thing to happen if they went out and signed a linebacker that could not mm-hmm. cover and could barely even tackle. I'm no. He's just going to point to the numbers. No. He had I mean, he had a lot of tackles, yeah. but you know he makes a lot of tackles. But that's because he tackles them ten yards downfield. Mm-hmm. It's awful to watch. I think I made a thread about it earlier in the season yep. about how an entire drive by the Chargers was directed at Blake Martinez. Mm-hmm. They, they specifically targeted Blake Martinez. So I think we're safe. I think we're <laughs> safe from Blake Martinez. The Chargers understand that he kind of sucks. So um, I I can't think of any linebackers that I like. Most of the linebackers that are that are good are retained by their team. Uh, I think the NFL is starting to, to value middle linebacker a lot more. And um, all the linebackers that are kind of let go are tackle guys. Like, just make the tackle. And I'm so sick of this. I'm so sick of the make of the tackle guy. We got one. It's Thomas Davis. And he does his job fine. Um, it'd have to be a cover linebacker to make me comfortable. Or, a, like, a unique, like, diverse linebacker that can kind of rush the passer. He can kind of cover. And he kind of tackle as good depth. But, again, they got one of those two in Kaiser White. So... I'm okay. I'd rather not sign a linebacker at all. Yeah, what do you think they mean by depth? I mean, I, I get what they mean by depth, obviously, but, like, I assume Davis is starting. I assume... This makes me so yeah, mad. Like, what... Tyler, the, I'm <laughs> just curious because, like, I feel like they're... Like, what, what do you think? Honestly, let me hear what you think. Go for it. You said it makes you so mad. I think they're cutting Perryman is what's going to yeah. happen. I think they're planning on cutting mm-hmm. Perryman, and they're going to look for somebody to replace him. But then he followed those comments by saying that he thinks Denzel Perryman is one of the top-tier linebackers in the league. 
And so, when healthy, sure, is what he what he added. Um, well, I think I that's I think that's the it. thing is that he probably is looking for someone that can be what Perryman does when Perryman is injured, because they really don't have that right now. They don't have that bulldozer type linebacker that can come in when Perryman's not healthy and and do the same kind of things because Tranquil's different, Davis is different, White's different, Brown's different. I think Adrian Phillips is would be thrown in that situation as well, at, you know, at least sparingly, but he's not that same kind of bulldozer kind of guy either. So um, I think that's what he meant is that he wants someone that can be like Perryman. A true Mike is yeah. what they need. They need a true Mike backer. As much as, as much love as Tranquil gets, he's more of a will guy in my eyes. I think he should back up Thomas Davis and be, and, you know, sub for Thomas Davis. I think Thomas Davis snaps should be cut in like mm-hmm. half and uh, Tranquil should go in for him. And, you know, in terms of middle linebacker, I would like Kalik Hudson, I think, could go in. I mean, that's that's where I would look for in the draft is a Kalik Hudson in, like, the fifth or sixth round uh, to come in and play backup Mike Backer for Perryman. But, I mean, I see where he's coming from because the second Perryman gets hurt, you kind of – and he was hurt all year, Denzel Perryman was, all year from the very – like, I think it was the third preseason game where he was in in the fourth quarter – and he revealed it was because DePerryman was injured with a with an ankle injury or such like that. And um, the, I mean, props to Perryman. He played through it. He's a, he's a fighter, and he played through it. And I mean, you have to think his job was on the line. So, I mean, props to him. But you got to go. I agree with the depth comment. Like you got to get somebody that can kind of fill in and be that missile into the backfield. Somebody who can really read what's happening in the backfield quick and the snap of the finger take on the lead blocker or get through and make the tackle you see Denzel Perriman he does that so well he really does where he reads what's going on and he gets into the backfield like in the snap of a finger does it really well all right let's move on to the next question from Justin who says love Herbert Tua and Burrow are gone at six however that happens which QB would you want the Chargers to draft obviously not at six anymore or I guess you can say at six if you want to is from the best of the rest, and do you think he fits what the Chargers are looking for? I'll turn this to you guys because you know all your QB stuff, so go for it. What do you think? So, first off, yes, Fromm would be the best in that situation. Um, I know Fromm gets a lot of hate still to this day, which I don't understand at all. And I think like he can make every throw. And if you really watch like even just the clips that Jason and I have tweeted out, like you'll see that arm talent is there. Hold on, time time out. I'm going to interrupt for a second. The fact that they were talking about how he doesn't have good arm strength as he was hitting post corner routes, like on the money during the combine, was insane to me. Yeah, like they were like, no, he doesn't have a good arm, and all of a sudden he throws like this 55, 60 yard bomb into a post corner route, and they're like, continue, like, see see that one kind of. I was like, what are you talking about? I'm so confused here. Yeah, I guess it doesn't have the most zip. Maybe I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't understand the from hate either. The thing about from though is that he's slower like he ran a five whatever and that obviously does not fit what the chargers want so yes i think from would be the best in that situation but i think a player who would fit more what the chargers want would be jalen hurts tyler huntley um who was not at the combine for some stupid reason i wanted to see him run so bad it, it makes no sense to me why are we having this guy from princeton or this guy from michigan state who's awful over tyler huntley makes no sense to me um, but there are other guys that fit what the Chargers want. It would just be in the second, third, or fourth rounds, which I know a lot of people want them to take a quarterback at six, but 
in this situation, like you're not taking Jalen Hurts at six. Like, no, like from a six either. No, that's not happening. Um, I'm going to kind of go off on a flyer and say, um, we already know Tyrod Taylor is the starter. The second, all those quarterbacks are taking it by six. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If all the four of those guys are taken by pick six, which I mean, it could happen. I mean, it could happen. You hear about the Panthers want to trade up. And you know that the Dolphins really like to, uh, they really like Herbert. Uh, you heard that the Raiders want a quarterback. They could jump up. Maybe the Lions want a quarterback. There's rumors that the Redskins want a quarterback, which is bull. But, um, <laughs> you're hearing that the the Giants might want a quarterback, which is bull. But um, so let's say it does happen, and all four of those guys are taken. Your your Tyrod Taylor is your starter next year like congratulations Tyrod you're good you're set you're no danger and I am immediately looking to find the best value and I think that's Tyler Huntley in the fourth or Kelly Bryant in the fifth or sixth and um you know I would be ecstatic with either guy I honestly like maybe people would be bummed out but if they got Tyler Huntley in the fourth or Kelly Bryant in the sixth um I I would be 100% fine with it. It fits what they want to do with quarterback, which is take care of the ball and play it safe, make plays with your legs, and, you know, if, make the throws under pressure. Both of those quarterbacks do those things very well. They're not going to be your elite talents, you know. At best, they become like a Dak Prescott, even Tyler Huntley. I love Tyler Huntley. I love Kelly Bryant. Um, Dak Prescott is their ceiling at their absolute most, I believe. But um, I'm happy with those two. And I, I honestly think that maybe you go Isaiah Simmons anyway at six and then go get Tyler Huntley or Kelly Bryant. What? Kelly Bryant. <laughs> cool. All right. Next one's again from Alex. Hypothetical question. Chargers do sign Brady. What should the other moves in the offseason be around him? Well, you'll have to, I guess, cut Taylor because you can't have 40 to $50 million in the QB room, which would be insane. Um, but then you're kind of stuck. Next question. Yeah, next question. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> go um, no, but the, th- yeah, the like the it. thing that makes me so mad about this situation with Tom Brady is like everyone will say, "Oh, you get Tom Brady, and then you you're immediately guaranteed the playoff spot." Well, really, are tickets. they? Because you sign Tom Brady, there's eighty percent of your cap space. Mm-hmm. That means you choose one of your free agents. That means you get one of Eckler, Gordon, Henry, Phillips, Schofield. You get one, and you sign and no you other sign free another. agents. And that's it. You don't make any other improvements. I mean, obviously you have the draft, but like that totally hard caps what you're what you're allowed to do with your space with your draft. That means you have to take a tackle at six, one hundred percent. You cannot take Isaiah Simmons mm-hmm. if you have Tom Brady. You cannot take Jeffrey Okuda if you have Tom Brady. You need a tackle at six. So it takes away all flexibility. It takes away all smart roster management. Like no hard it's pass. Do move. not want it at all. It's a panic move if they sign him. I, I truly think it's a panic move. Everybody's going to say it's a blockbuster deal. It's going to be, you know, this this 200 IQ move. Nah, it's a panic deal. It's a uh, Tyler, want to sell you, tickets think move. about taking taking Brady? What do you what do you think? Pass. Like I always say it, I grew up a Raiders <laughs> fan. I don't like Brady at all. Like why would why would you I would I don't like Brady and he cost way too much money and it's not going to work out and why would Brady even want to leave to begin with? I don't. I don't get. You know, everyone's like, "Oh, the Chargers would take him and sell tickets, Pride. whatever." Pride, but like, 
I don't know, man. Would you? Would you prove it? I guess prove you can play outside of the. He's on. I guess but that's just that's some insane pride because he's already on the Mount Rushmore for quarterbacks. It's not like, I mean, yeah. well, he just has to go yeah. make more money than Giselle now. I mean, is that what he's doing? But just like, <laughs> but just like objectively, like looking this, looking at the situation from Tom Brady's lens for a second, like, would you really choose to come to L.A. or would you choose to go to Indianapolis, who's probably like one receiver away from contending, or? The Titans, who just proved that they could go to the championship, or like if you're looking at every every team, every possibility, like are you really going to choose L.A.? Like, I mean, I, I love the Chargers, but mm-hmm. they're not a quarterback away from contending. They're they have multiple holes that they need to address. So, are you really like is that really the situation you want to be in if you're Tom Brady? So, kind of repeat the question one more time. Oh, repeat the question. Okay. uh... Chargers do sign Brady. What should the other moves in the offseason be around him? So obviously free agency is kind of – I mean, that's that's kind of it. That is the free agency. So I guess yeah, draft it. is next. Yeah. As Steven said already, that's yeah. it. That, that's I guess done. the next move they can There's make no is send Steven a fruit basket because he hates the idea so much. <laughs> um, <laughs> Don't want it at all. <laughs> but realistically, this like if you're taking – caused by Tom Brady. Throw right. it out. Yeah. yeah, I know. Well, Alex, thanks a lot. So we hate your question. <laughs> if i were still with both beat i'd fire you if i could <laughs> so <laughs> wow. i can't Thanks fire so you don't worry um all right anyway last question is from chris knowing what we know about what tyrod is capable of would you be okay with completely ignoring the qb position in free agency and the draft this year and rolling with taylor for three to four years what gives us the best chance of winning a super bowl a new quarterback with their current weapons or Taylor with a stacked roster. Taylor with a stacked roster. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm totally okay with rolling with, with Tyrod. That three to four three years. To four thing, years I think uh-huh. Four years is a bit of a stretch. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you know next year, best case scenario, the Chargers go eight and eight, nine and seven, and then you know maybe he's earned another year. But then in 2021, you probably are at least thinking of taking a quarterback in the draft. And if not, then the next year after that, you're definitely taking a quarterback in the draft. Can I take? A, can I make a bold prediction? I know it's just a Patreon. Sure. Thing, right? I think they go twelve and four with Tyrod Taylor. Do it. I think they do something. Yeah. I think Tyrod Taylor's a great quarterback. Sure. I'm kind of tired of seeing the slander of saying the at best eight and eight, at best six and uh, no, no, no. Tyrod Taylor's a good freaking quarterback. Okay, go watch his tape. Stop looking at the record and the stats when he played for the the Browns. He went yeah, Browns guys, the Browns. <laughs> that was such a bad situation. Mm-hmm. Like they fired their entire coaching staff and promoted Freddie Kitchens. Like that's how bad the situation was with him. And everybody's like, "Well, yeah, he has Jarvis Landry." That was pretty much it. Like it wasn't Odell was not there at that time, and you know, Njoku is a decent tight end. He's not great though. He's hurt a lot. Yeah, he has heard a lot. But you come to L.A. with Tyrod, and you have a coach who knows you. You have a coach that wants to be creative in the run game. You have Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, theoretically Hunter Henry, and at least one of Austin Eckler and Melvin Gordon. Like, he's never played in a, in a situation like this where he has this many weapons. And no one expects him to be great. Like, that's the perfect situation for a quarterback. No one is thinking you're going to be a, a great quarterback, so go prove everybody wrong. And, yeah, yeah I, I believe in Tyrod. And, I, you know, 12-4, and four, I think – if the situation is perfect, like twelve and four is definitely realistic. I think nine and seven is realistic. I think ten and six is realistic. 
if they handle the defense exactly. correctly and go get a star, mm-hmm. if they handle the yeah. O-line well enough and draft a couple of the guys and Pipkins has developed, let's say Lamp stays healthy, it's not outside the realm of possibility, guys. Yeah. Like, the can Chargers can make Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, they can make the playoffs with Tyrod Taylor. Like, I don't have any doubt about that in my mind. All right, well, thanks again for all your questions. Once again, feel free to join the Patreon page for your chance at a giveaway soon, and we'll see you next time. Take care. No more Tom Brady questions. Oh, God, yeah, no. (laughs) We'll demote you to $1 tier. Anyway, bye. Bye.